0: Hey, it's Pastor Jeffrey Graff with Faith Family Church, Next Gen. Thanks for tuning in. I hope this message brings truth, clarity, and hope to your situation. God loves you very much, and I hope you feel that today. Enjoy the podcast. We are on week two, and last week on week one, Pastor G preached a fire message on the godly grind. Everybody say godly grind. And what he talked about last week was, uh, man, sometimes we can get too busy in our grind, in our day-to-day life, and uh, to be honest, it's not healthy, and it can become ungodly if we become too busy. If you missed that series, or that message, uh, go back in our podcast and check that out because you don't want to miss any of these messages in this series of bad guests, uh, but man, it was good. So we are on week two today, but before I get to my message, I have a story for you guys actually, and uh, it involves a younger sibling. Raise your hand if you have a younger sibling. Okay. One thing that I feel like all younger siblings or people who have younger siblings can relate to is my, my younger sibling and, and me, we always fight over one thing, and it's food. Raise your hand if you fight over food with your sibling. I'm not, I'm not saying like, yeah, I fight over food because it's like a fight to the death because we don't have any food. Like I'm saying like, f- like, you eat your sister's food, she eats your food, you get mad. Listen, I used to, I used to fight my sister because <laughs> she would like get her ice cream. Right, I was eating ice cream, and she would come get a spoon and eat it, and I'd be like so mad. I'd be like, you can just have the whole ice cream. It really bothered me. I don't like eating after my sister. Really weird. I'm just confessing my sins to you. Sorry. That's rude. Anyways, this particular argument, this particular fight was over leftovers. Everybody say leftovers. Listen, I don't know about you, but you don't look this good without eating a lot of leftovers, okay? I ate, I love leftovers. I mean, it's just food. Like, it's, it's gas, right? But one particular leftover that I love, no matter what day of the week it is, is my boy, shout out to the chef, Tony, but at Yamato. Who likes Yamato? All right, all of y'all, all of y'all should raise your hand. If you don't, you're like vegan or something. But I love Yamato. It is so good. I can smell Yamato as soon as I walk outside, that, that fried that fried rice. Oh boy, don't get me started. I eat the tuna, okay? So you know what? You're making me hungry, so we're going to stop there, Okay. But listen, all women are the same. Jaden is weird. She'll either go to a place and take two bites of food, right, or she'll eat the whole thing. No in between. And I feel like every woman's like that. Jaden, she's just, she's just built different, okay? She takes two bites out of her food and she brings it home. And she puts it the to-go box inside the uh, fridge and she writes on the top, it says, Jaden's, do not eat. And uh, when it comes to leftovers and reading anything in the fridge, I'm blind. I was looking for Braille. It wasn't there, okay? And it was not, it, w- it was just there. And I, and I could just open the fridge after a long day of practice, and there's just a nice big old plate of Yamato. And I was like, God, ah! Lord, bless me today, baby. So, you know, <laughs> I saw the lettering. I was like, whatever. Uh, and I throw it in the microwave, start heating it up, and uh, I start stuffing my face. So I'm like, God is so good. Yamato's fire. The rice was flaming. There was even some, like, little... Uh, the sauce you put on your rice, the white sauce, what is it? Anyone know? Yum yum sauce. Give me that yum yum. It was gas, right? And so I throw it all over the place and I'm like about to take a shower in it and it's so good, right? It's fire. And I hear Jaden just fly down the, st- fly down the, the uh, stairs and I'm like, crap, this is not going to be good, right? And so uh, Jaden comes flying in the door and she sees that I, <laughs> I have her to-go box on the floor and I'm just doused in yum yum sauce. And it is so good, and, it's, and I'm just, like, enjoying myself. And Jaden uh, obviously yells at me, and she's like, can you not read? And she said, uh, she called me a bozo. And uh, I take offense to that because I'm not a bozo, Jaden. And uh, when she called me a bozo, I just started letting them rip. We started arguing, right? And what's toxic, red flag about me, I was trying to blame her for putting her leftovers in my fridge, okay? And listen, red flag, okay? I will never admit I'm wrong when it comes to eating leftovers, it's bad, okay? Eat my leftovers, though. We're going to box, okay? But Jaden came down flying. She was talking. She was like, you can't read. Why would you eat my leftovers? And me being toxic, I was like, you should have never even left your leftovers. Like, that is a sin to go to Yamato and take two bites out of your food. Then they bring it back and expect me to not eat it. And uh, we started letting them go. And I was throwing blows. She was throwing blows. Next thing you know, it got pretty ugly. But what's crazy about this situation, I tell this story, is because I got mad at Jaden. For, for, and, and I got mad at her even though it was her leftovers. She got mad at me because I ate her leftovers. But who was in the wrong? I was in the wrong, right? Because I ate Jaden's leftovers, and I blamed Jaden even though I ate her leftovers. Listen, the reason why I tell that story is because sometimes we get mad at church or people about the worship we play, the worship we go into, the, the, the worship we come out of, and just like I got mad at Jaden... Because Even though it was Jaden's food, sometimes we get mad at God, even though worship is God's food. It's for God, right? Because the bottom line is, worship isn't about you and I, it's about God. It's about God. So today, we're going to be diving into worship and what it's all about. But before we get into worship, before we get into the the bad things people gas up in worship, We're going to pray real quick. Is that okay with y'all? Everybody bow their head close their eyes. Dearly Father, thank you for this amazing day. God, I pray over this word, Father, that I remove more of myself and replace it with you. Father, let them remember your words, not what I'm wearing, not how I sound, not what I'm saying, but God, your words. Lord, we open up everybody's heart and ears today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. All right, all right. Worship is something that you're going to find in every single church. Every church has their worship, right? For instance, I love Brandon Lake. Faith family loves Brandon Lake. I'm just kidding. We played a lot, though. But I love Brandon Lake. I love Maverick City. I love all that sound, Hillsong, you name it. I love it, right? But some other churches just stick to the classic hymns. And some other churches, you know, play different worship songs. But whatever it might be, it's all a form of worship. But what's crazy is our culture today really gases up wrong reasons about worship. Now... If I'm being completely honest, there's a lot I can talk about this subject. There's a lot I can talk about worship. Um, but the main thing I want to focus on today is it shoots across the board. I looked at Instagram comments. I listened to you guys a lot. I listened to, uh, you know, some podcasts a lot. And this bad thing we gass up in culture revolves around these three sentences. The first sentence we often hear about the wrong reasons are this. We don't like the type of music they play there. It sounds weird, right? That's the wrong reason. Or people get, too into, it, we, people get too involved in worship, they throw up their hands, they bow down, they get on their knees, they praise God, so, so weird, they get too extreme, I'm not going to go to that church, that church is a little crazy. Or the one that really makes me kind of salty is this, man, I just don't get anything out of the worship there at that church, so I'm going to pick up and move. See, what happens is if we allow a culture of these three things, we start gassing up a certain type of worship that involves us and our preference, when in reality, what did I say in the beginning? Worship isn't about you and I, it's about God. It's about God. And when we start gassing up these people for the wrong reasons, we start getting people to leave just because the worship is good. But worship isn't about you. It's about God. And so today, we are going to be talking about bad things people gas up about. Worship. But where we're gonna start at is in Isaiah twenty-five, verse one, and it talks about who worship is for. In Isaiah verse twenty-five, uh, sorry, twenty-five, one, you got the online parts. It says, Worship is for God. Lord, you are my God, I will exalt you and praise your name, for in perfect faithfulness you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. See, worship isn't about us. It clearly says, in the, first four, in the first four words, it says, worship is for God. Man, in today's society, we think worship is meant to feed us. We think that worship is something that, do, that, that it is caused to grow us. When in reality, true worship starts whenever we stop looking at us and just start replacing it with him. Replacing it with him. And so this brings me to my first point. Very, very simple, very easy, but the first point of today's message is worship is about God. Worship is about God. Simple as that. Right? The first four sentences of the scripture. Listen, worship is first and foremost about showing gratitude to God. I love how in Isaiah he says you four times. He says you, 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 and it's crazy because what he's doing in this He's he's showing that it's about God. When he's talking about you, he's talking about God. He's not talking about him. And whenever we move out of the way and give God our praises and thanksgiving, something happens to us. Something does. No matter what song we sing, no matter who the band is, no matter how it sounds, no matter what, what it is, the words that are falling out of our mouth are to give God praise. Why? Because God is worthy. God is worthy of all praise. And as a community, when we gas us up in worship, we expect it to be all about us. But a quick reality check, the first point, worship isn't about you, it's about God. Worship is about God. Man, I've seen so many students and young adults, high school students, J-high students, even older adults, and, and, and your parents' age, all kinds of people, service because worship wasn't good or because they didn't get anything out of worship. And it kind of makes me upset because God paid the ultimate price on the, on the cross, 2,023 years ago. He paid the way for you. And yet somehow in our culture, we want to involve our preference, our thoughts on the way we even give thanks to God. When worship is all about praise, worship is all about giving thanks to our Savior, yet we somehow can manage to put up a wall saying like, I'm not going to give God thanks in this way because that's weird. When in reality, what did I say? Worship is not about you and I. It is about God. Amen? Amen. Listen, I know there's a lot more that they, that people struggle with. There's a lot of things that people struggle with in worship. Uh, but when it comes to worship, one thing that I feel like really relates to you guys and the J High especially, and even me, young adults, all ages. One thing that I really can relate to is sometimes we don't worship because we don't feel like worshiping. We don't feel like giving worship to God. And as a society, I've seen so many people gas up, man. If you're just not feeling it, don't worship. If you're just not feeling, throwing your hands up, you're not feeling the song, man, just don't worship. It's good. God's good. You're good. No. Man, so many people don't worship because they don't feel like it. But how many of you know true faith, true thanksgiving, true gratitude worships whenever they feel like it on the mountain and worships whenever they don't feel like it in the valley? Amen? They do. So that brings me to my second point. And if you can guess. It's worship goes beyond my feelings. Worship goes beyond my feelings. How many of you, raise your hand, you're like, to be honest, Corey, I've been there, I've done that, I'm going to be honest, sometimes I don't always feel like worshiping. I'm going to raise my two hands, I'm going to raise my two feet. Raise your hand if you don't always feel like worshiping. Hmm, there's a lot, okay, okay, good. A lot more hands should go up because I'm just being honest. Not everybody feels like worshiping, right? But many times in my life, I haven't always felt like worshiping. There's been many times in my life where I've walked through something very difficult and it was hard to worship God. There's been times where I've walked through something so good and I just kind of forget God has already brought me here and I forget about him and I don't worship him. There's been times in my life now, even me teaching you guys about worshiping God, where I still don't always feel like worshiping God. It can be good seasons or it can be bad seasons, but sometimes I don't always feel like worshiping God. I'm just being real. I'm just being transparent. And I know many of y'all have also felt the same way, but in all honesty, when we understand true worship, it goes beyond how you feel. Man, if Maddie, is Maddie here, no, she's, she's in high, uh, downstairs, Maddie, my fiance, one thing that I always say to Maddie is I always say, man, Maddie, feelings aren't facts. Feelings aren't facts. And she gets so mad because I always use this all the time whenever she's hangry or whatever, but feelings aren't facts, like, you have some intrusive, an intrusive thoughts that are directed by your feelings, right? Pastor G's intrusive thought, whenever he gets mad and he feels angry at his dog, Waldo, he always tells him, I was, I've seen it, he's like, I'm going to shave your butt and stick you in the wilderness. And it's like, why would you shave little Waldo's behind and throw him out in the wilderness? It's intrusive. My intrusive thoughts are when my mom's like yelling at me and getting angry, I'm like, the little, the little thought that what I feel is like, man, I'm going to drop kick my mom. Like, no, no, don't drop kick your mom, maybe. No, don't drop kick your mom. If my mom, if I drop my mom, she would be like, you know, and I'd be dead. I wouldn't be here right now. But in all honesty, if we did what we felt like doing all the time, I'd drop kick my mom, she or me wouldn't be here right now. It depends if I hit her hard enough. But that's a funny joke. You're supposed to laugh. Ha <laughs> ha. You're making me sound like I'm a serial killer. Okay, thank you. Listen, if I did what I felt like doing all the time, there would be a lot of things I would do wrong. I probably would not even be alive because... I'm a boy, and our intrusive thoughts are like, jump off a mountain, I don't know, do your thing, go off, go off, twin. Uh, but if, if we did the things we felt like doing, we wouldn't be here right now. And I'm going to give you some examples on what we don't feel like doing. How many of y'all are athletes in here? Okay. Listen, I was an athlete, I played, collegi- I played collegiate baseball, it was amazing, it was fun. But one thing that I know y'all are lying about if you say yes, sometimes I don't always feel like running to get in shape for, for practice. I don't always feel like running to get in shape for my, for my season, right? So raise your hand. Do you always feel like working out every single day? No. Not at all. But what happens if you didn't work out? You'd be fat. You'd be lazy. You'd be out of shape. You wouldn't be able to play good. So we go to work out even when we don't feel like it. Why? Because we want to be good. Okay, what about this? When you woke up this morning for school? Did you feel like going to school? No. You didn't. But guess what? What happens if we just felt like, what happened if we did what we felt like? What happened if we didn't go to school? What happened if you just dropped out, lived in your parents? You'd become some lazy slouch with no education, no job, and you'd probably end up the, under the Navarro Bridge, right? Let's just be honest. But if we did what we felt like we were doing, we wouldn't be in the places we were in. But listen, when we don't feel like worshiping and we don't worship, then how can you expect to have a good relationship with God? How do you expect to? Because if you, if you always felt like not worshiping God, guess what? God always feels like blessing you. Even though you run away, even though, and I guarantee you, sometimes he's like, I don't know if I should bless him right now, but guess what? God gives and gives and gives and gives to you, and we receive, we receive. God pours out blessings. God pours out abundantly. And guess what? Whenever we, we do things, whenever we don't feel like worshiping, it's us receiving all the time and him gaining Nothing. Nothing. Because worship is about praise. Worship is about giving the Savior of our life who died on the cross for us praise. Why? Because he's worthy of praise. Listen, even when we don't feel like worshiping, even if we don't feel like throwing up our hands, man, there's a reason why we throw up our hands. Why? Because the God of the universe came down to save my soul, your soul, all of our soul without even hesitation. He sent his one and only son for us. Amen? Listen. There's a thing in the Bible, and it's in Psalms. It's, it's a scripture in the Bible. There's a thing in the Bible. It's a scripture in the Bible, and it's in Psalms, and it says this. Psalms 4. You got the underlying parts. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. Listen, when we worship God, we worship him because of how much he satisfies us. That's just the bottom line. And if you're not satisfied by God, there's so much to be. Look, I'm going to give you a little little spill. Jesus Christ, first off and foremost, the whole gospel, came to die for you you and I, our sins, right? Why? Because we weren't worthy of a Savior. But guess what? He died for our sins, so that means we're redeemed, right? Then after we get to know him and accept him in our hearts, we start changing. The Bible says God rips out your heart of stone and replaces it with the heart of flesh. Man, something happens to us, and guess What? That you get renewed. You start getting renewed. You become better than old, right? And then after that, we realize God gives us a promise, and that promise is eternal life. It's salvation, it's eternity in heaven with God. And so we can rejoice, right? Those are three reasons why we should always worship God. But guess what? If feelings are facts and our feelings get involved in those three things, sometimes we don't always feel like we're redeemed. Sometimes we don't always feel like we're renewed. Oh, man, you messed up again. Guess what the devil will say? You messed up. You're not renewed. And guess what your feelings will feel? I'm not renewed. Or guess what? Maybe you're like, man, Jesus died on a cross for you. And, and you want to do the same sin after you already know he died on the cross for you? If we listened to our feelings and our feelings were real, we would feel like we're not redeemed, right? But let me tell you something. the God of the, that, that, is, that is a lie from the pit. All of those things I just said are a lie because our feelings aren't fact. You know what the fact is? The fact is we worship because we are redeemed and we are renewed. So guess what? We should rejoice because the, the, the Savior of the world has already redeemed you. He has already renewed you. And so there, therefore, you should have joy and God satisfies you. So rejoice and worship God even when you don't feel like it. Why? Because feelings aren't facts. Amen? Amen. So we learned. Okay, yeah, solo clap, whatever. Cool. Where am I at? Where am I at? All right, I got a few more minutes with you guys. A few more minutes. Listen, listen, listen. So we covered that worship is for God and not for you, right? Thumbs up? Okay, covered that. Number two, we covered that worship goes beyond feeling. But the last thing that I want to talk about is that some people in life really don't like how people worship. They don't like how churches worship. And I think it's strange that people, they, they, or some people think it's strange that people lift up their hands when they worship, people get on their knees when they worship, or jump around the corner and do their thing and dance and sing and pray and do all kinds of stuff. Some people think it's not weird, you know, in a weird way to worship that way. And the reason why they think it's weird is because they have a preference on how they worship. A bad thing we gas up in culture is preference. Let's be honest. It's preference. And if I had to ask and take a poll, I guarantee you a lot of most of you, your preference on worshiping God would be standing in the back by your seat, not throwing up your hands, not doing anything, just listening to this song and being like, praise God, he's so good, you know? It's just because it's our preference. It's the most comfortable thing to do. Because this is a sign of vulnerability. This is a sign of vulnerability. This is a sign of vulnerability. I'm telling you right now, our preference as humans is not to worship like that. But in reality, the Bible will tell us very, very, very clearly that worship cares more about praise instead of preference. And that's my third point of today. Worship cares more about praise instead of preference. When we understand that worship is for God and that it's to praise him, our preference goes completely out the window. It does. When, we, when we're in this moment with God and we throw up our hands, we do it as a sign of worship. We do it to say, look, God, I'm surrendering to you. I'm giving you my all. And whatever I'm going to do, man, I want you to know that I am submissive to you and you are my God. Right? And our preference is not like that at all. But listen, some people look, look at others and some people see how people are worshiping and some people see how people are praying and dancing and speaking and they shut the door to all these things because they don't prefer it. They don't. But as born-again believers, I strongly believe that when it comes to God and it's about God, that we submit to his praise and, and, and we submit to his plans. Amen? See, in fact, Jesus actually did this while he was going to the cross. Jesus actually had a preference in his life. And you might not believe me, but it's actually um, in Matthew 26, 39, and it's Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he's about to go to the cross. And this is a very, very important part of the Bible because Jesus shows that he's actually human. Jesus is human. Jesus feels the things we feel. He has preference the same way we have preference. And he actually prefers something in in, in Matthew 26, 39, and I'm going to read it to you, and it says this. In verse 39, it says, he went on a little farther and bowed his face to the ground praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done and not mine. See, in this moment, Jesus is literally praying and he's asking his God, Lord, please, if you can, take this cup away from me. Jesus is giving God his preference in this moment. And if you read the context before and the the, the passage before, Jesus is in the garden and he's literally sweating blood. He's sweating blood. Who knows how, how to sweat blood? Your body has to be the most extreme stressed out it can be for you to sweat blood. In complete agony. In complete stress. In this moment, if you look at it, if you study it, it doesn't take a lot to think about it. Jesus is sweating blood. He's face down on the ground praying to his father. And he's saying, God, if it's possible, can you please take this cup of sor- sorrow away from me? What is he doing? He's giving God his preference. He's preferring not to go to the cross. He's preferring not to do what God said he's doing. And he's being real. He's being vulnerable. He's saying, God, if you could take this cup away from me, please take it away from me. But the difference between Jesus Jesus. And the difference between us now is Jesus was sold out for God. Jesus was sold out for God's will. Jesus cared in this moment more about praise than he did about preference. Why? Because in the next verse, it shows us why. Jesus actually says, yet I want your will to be done and not mine. I want your will to be done and not mine. Man, Jesus preferred to go his route. But how many of you know the best thing you can do in our relationship with Christ is 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 lay down our preference and pick up God's will is to lay down your preference and to pick up God's will. Why? Because when we walk in God's will, everything is holy. Everything's about God. Everything is with God. And how many of you know God is the truth? God is the light. He is God. You want to walk in his will. And man, when we worship God and in his will, so much powerful things happen. And I'll explain it to you. Man, whenever we pick up his, his will and lay down our preference, man, it changes everything. Forgiveness, right? If it was, up, if it was our preference... To forgive, someone would hurt us and we'd be like, nah, we'll throw them out of our life, cut them off, and get rid of them because they hurt us. But what does the Bible say? What is God's will? God's will is the matter of forgiveness you give is the matter of forgiveness I'll give to you, right? That's God's will. So, hey, guess what the will is? You have to forgive. The second one is, man, maybe respect. The Bible talks about respecting and honoring your parents, Right? But our preference is not always to respect and honor your parents. Your parents hurt you. Your parents disrespect you. Oh, man, I'm going to shove them out of my life. No, because God's will is to respect and honor your parents because that's the only commandment with a promise. What about this? What about relationships? Man, it's so good to just gain gain and gain and gain and gain and gain and gain. And you feel like you're the man of the world when everybody's just giving you stuff, right? But the Bible says, and God's will says, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. See, and especially with worship. Especially with worship, man. Whenever you sit there and you say, God, you are the vine and I am the branch apart from me. You are nothing. God, whenever whenever you sit there and you're submissive to God and you say, God... Without your resurrection, our works are nothing. God, without you laying your do- life on the cross for me, for my sins, God, I wouldn't be nothing. Without you, I wouldn't be saved. Without you, I was damned to be in hell. Without you, I was a bad person. But guess what? Since you laid your life down on the cross for me, I'm going to worship you and give you my preference for your will. Amen? Listen, culture will tell you all about preference. Culture will say, man, they'll gas up the wrong preference. They'll gas you up leaving churches. They'll gas you up not worshiping. They'll gas you up feeling a certain way. But let me tell you something. The Bible will tell you more about praise. The Bible will tell you all about praise. And how many of us know that when we praise, even when we don't want to, even when we feel like it, or even when we do want to, man, praise is giving God glory. Praise is giving God gratitude. And praise is giving God our all because that's the only thing we can give him. Amen. 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 So, a little recap on today's message, okay? True worship understands that, number one, worship is about God. True worship understands, number two, worship goes beyond my feelings. And true worship understands that, number three, worship cares more about praise instead of preference. Amen? If you look at the underlying parts, it's about beyond cares. A, B, C, right? If you're taking notes, A, B, C. Think about the A, B, C. Think about about worship is about God. Worship is beyond my feeling. And worship cares more about praise instead of preference. Amen? Let's pray. Thanks so much for listening. If you live in the Victoria area, stop by one of our services. Church is way better with people. So if you're between the ages of 18 to 29, check out our Instagram at ffc.ya. All of our service info is there. And if you're 6th through 12th grade, check out our Instagram at ffc.sm. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and even more, I hope it brought you closer to God. Have a great day.